Well, hey, everybody. Hope you had a wonderful weekend and really were blessed as you honored Jesus and Worship Sunday. If for any reason you were not able to attend services yesterday, please go to our website or our YouTube channel and watch the worship service from yesterday and worship the Lord that way. Today we are in Psalm 92 in our Bible reading plan, and what I want to do today is just share with you three devotional thoughts that really spoke to me as I was reading Psalm 92. And the first one is found in the first two verses where he says, It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness by night. And what jumped out at me when I read that was the way in verse 2 he talked about uh, praising God in the morning by declaring his loving kindness and in the nighttime by talking about God's faithfulness. And the image there is, is, is 24-7 praise and worship. In other words, having an attitude of thankfulness, an attitude of gratitude 24-7. Uh, uh, as, as Paul in the New Testament says, in everything give thanks, praise you know, God uh, always. Um, that's the idea here is that we are to live with an attitude of praise and thanksgiving and gladness 24-7. And what that does is honor God, but it also makes your life happier and more joyous. And, and it makes you more likable. People want to hang out with you more. The truth is people who are always negative and critical and complaining and sour pusses, it's hard it's hard to be around people like that. They just suck the life out of you. And um, some of you complain about not having friends. Maybe the reason is you need to look in the mirror and start praising God, being thankful and having a better attitude and therefore being more attractive, more encouraging, more positive. It honors God, it changes your life, and it makes you a whole lot more likable. So that's one thought. Another one is found in verse 5, where he says, How great are your works, O Lord. Your thoughts are very deep. And I love that when I read it, that God's thoughts are very uh, deep. The NIV says his thoughts are profound. When you and I you know, respond to somebody, say, well, man, that's deep. It means we're thinking, wow, that is profound. That's a that's intelligent. I've got to really think about that. That's, that's, that's wow. And what he's saying here is that God's ways and God's thoughts are so much deeper and so much higher than our ways and, and our thoughts. And we can only begin to grasp the thoughts of God, only begin to grasp the ways of God. God's thoughts and ways are are, are often so far beyond us. He's like a, a chess player who's, who's thinking about moves, five, six moves ahead, but God is, is God understands those moves, not just five or six moves ahead. God understands those moves through eternity, forever, all the moves. He, he got, God already sees all the ripples. We don't. We may see the rock hit the water. We may see one or two ripples. God sees every ripple, things we don't. And that's why when we don't see and we don't understand, we need to trust his thoughts, his way, his plan, because God's thoughts are so deep, we can barely see the surface of them. That's one of the blessings that I got from this psalm. Now, the final one 
is found in verse 14, where he, he's, he's talking about the righteous man and uh, how they will be blessed. And then he says in verse 14, they will still yield fruit in old age. They will still yield fruit in old age. They shall be, they shall be full of sap and very green. It's the idea of a tree that is that is still vibrant and alive and productive as the years go by in, in old age. Um, I love that image. And part of what he's saying is as you get older, you don't have to dry up spiritually. As you get older, you don't have to stop growing. As you get older, you don't have to stop serving. The truth is in your older years, in my older years of life, we should still be growing, still be learning, uh, drawing closer to the Lord, loving his word more and more, uh, a greater heart for worship, and we can be productive. They can, they can be some of the best years spiritually. It's, it's really heartbreaking sometimes to see some people when they retire from their career seemingly just sit down and give up on serving the church and the kingdom of God or spend all their time going here and going there and doing this and doing that and doing very little to contribute to the kingdom of God or to the church. And retirement should be a time when people are free to travel and do more than they've done earlier in life. But it should not be a season when you stop contributing to the kingdom of God. You, you sort of retire on God, sort of retire on the church, sort of retire on the kingdom. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, that's not why God blessed you to live to an old age. Travel, have fun, but find ways that you significantly, as he says here, yield fruit in old age, your influence, your contribution, your service, your prayer, and your growth. Um, a summer, a year and a half ago, I preached the funeral of my mentor, Bill Mackey, who retired and moved to North Carolina after decades of ministry. And uh, rather than just retiring to the beach and relaxing, he got a part-time job with the North Carolina Baptist Convention working in partnership with Fruitland Bible Institute over in, near Hendersonville, North Carolina. Uh, and what did he spend part of his time doing his retirement years? Investing in, in the pastors of small churches and bivocational pastors, taking them through workshops and training. Even in his retirement years, he wanted to contribute and serve. And I believe with all my heart, based on Scripture and watching other people, that is how God wants us to do and live when we reach old age. Not just sit down and enjoy, but contribute until the day we see Jesus face to face. Hey, God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow as we look at Psalm 93.